This is 77 WABC Sports. All right, we are back here for your top five 77 WABC Sports headlines. I'm your host, Mike Dino, with my co-host, Justin Ellick. Headline number one, Giants win their preseason opener over the Patriots 23-21. Headline two, Jets make preseason debut tonight in Philly against the Eagles. Headline number three, Yankees go to Boston for a three-game set. This is a big one for the Bombers. Headline number four, according to Christian Winfield of the New York Daily News, the Lakers are now willing to include both of the team's future first-round picks, that's 2027 and 2029, in a trade for Kyrie Irving. And headline number five, the Cubs defeat the Reds 4-2 in a riveting Field of Dreams game. Let's circle back here, go to headline number one. Giants win preseason opener over the Patriots 23-21. Of course, Vegas nails the spread. Spread was two, absolutely. Why wouldn't it be a two-point game? Starters played one drive. At least Saquon played one drive. Had five touches in that drive. Daniel Jones played two drives. Galladay dropped a touchdown pass on the first drive. It's nice seeing Saquon and Daniel Jones back on the field together. Would have liked to have seen Saquon get more touches, but it is what it is. It's a first preseason game. But on the gambling side of things, you know, I never really understood why people gamble. These preseason games are so hard to really get a gauge on. You thrill, man. It is a thrill, but like it's such a roll of the dice. You don't know what's going. You know who's going to play, who's going to run up the score. I mean, how hard everybody's going to really go, especially in the first one out of four. You know, so I've never been one. I've never been one to gamble on a preseason football game, but to each their own. Headline number two, Jets make preseason debut tonight in Philadelphia against my birds, my eagles. Yeah, looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing the guys out on the field again. Nick Sirianni, head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, did say that the starters will probably play one to two drives. So you get to see Jalen Erds, A.J. Brown, and all the fellas out there on offense, on defense as well. But in terms of the Jets, you know, Jets fans, another question mark this season. What are they going to be? How good are they going to be? Are they going to really, really be bad again? Are they going to be mediocre? Are they going to be okay? What do you think? They're over-unders five and a half if you were a betting man i know you're a betting man what would you take here over under five and a half i would take under okay interesting i'm torn on this it seems like majority of the public's on the over if the jets don't win over five and a half games a lot of people are going to lose their jobs yeah they almost mathematically like how can you possibly be so bad for well, so many did, years who did they add that would make it so the over i like is the jets the defense this year and i was actually talking about it with my buddies yesterday they're big jet fans we were breaking down the jets offense and defense and how big of a loss met kai becton is i asked my buddies who is the best skill player on the jets and they had to think about it for a while and they said elijah moore is the best not even the skill player the best player on the jets offense is elijah moore yeah that's a problem of course that's not a recipe for a winning team. Now, on the defensive front, I like this Jets defense. Obviously, Q Williams you have. You have Carl Lawson returning from injury. You have two solid linebackers, Quan Alexander and C.J. Mosley. You have cornerback that they drafted for, Souse. They brought in some safeties. I think this is a top 15, probably a top 10 defense. I'm going to go with the over for the Jets. Headline number three, Yankees open a three-game set in Boston. It's Herman and Irvaldi. You'll be seeing court side for this. Yeah, turn it on, tune in, Yes Network. You know, you'll be able to see me on TV every time a right-handed batter is up. Yeah, I'll be at tonight's game. I'll be at tomorrow night's game. I think the Yankees need to sweep this series to make a statement, right? The Red Sox are the worst team in the AL East, maybe in the American League, honestly, at and this point. And they're somehow only four and a half out of the wild card. They're 55 and 58, only four and a half out. There's like six teams ahead of them, though. They're yeah. bad. Boston's bad. But the thing is, they still got talent, and they always bring it against 
against the Yankees. So, you know, I mean, the Yankees have to go into Boston this weekend with a chip on their shoulder. They have not been the team that they were in the first half, obviously, since the All-Star break. They need to get back on track. I think that off day yesterday was big, and it gave them time to regroup. you got to come into Boston and lay the hammer down. You really do. Headline number four, according to Christian Winfield of the New York Daily News, the Lakers are now willing to include both of the team's future first-round picks, 2027 and 2029, in a trade for Kyrie Irving, with Irving entering the final season of his contract and close friend Kevin Durant having demanded a trade. It would make sense for the Nets to check the trade market for the former. There hasn't been much movement in that regard, even with the Lakers being the rumored trade partner, but the Lakers were unwilling to include two future first-round picks to make the deal happen with Russell Westbrook heading to Brooklyn. Where do you see this going? What does all that just mean? That just means it's another day, another saga for the Brooklyn Nets. Who knows what's going to happen with these guys? It seems like Durant wants to leave. If Durant leaves, then Kyrie better leave because Kyrie's not going to stay in Brooklyn by himself. I think it's very likely that both probably get traded. We know how KD works. If he wants to get traded, odds are he probably will get traded. And we know how Kyrie works. He's a diva. He'll probably go to the Lakers, reunite with LeBron. All of a sudden, that's a really good Lakers team again. I mean, listen, from the Lakers' point of view, you want to do right by LeBron James. And you want to get him another title in a Lakers uniform. So I think they're going to be doing things this offseason in order to obtain that goal. But yeah, I mean, listen, from the Nets' standpoint, I think you got to do everything within your power to keep KD and Kyrie in Brooklyn, obviously. Or you're going to be awful for the or, next Yeah, or you're just going to be years. a terrible team. Tell them to suck it up, get on the court, and play basketball. That's what they're paid to do. Jeez. <laughs> Headline number five, Cubs defeat the Reds 4-2 to two in a riveting Field of Dreams game yeah. between two teams that are 20 <laughs> games under five hundred. What is the MLB doing? Why is the Cubs, and my watch fell off, why are the Cubs and the Reds playing on a Field of Damn Dreams game? Well, listen, and this is something the NFL does all the time, right? I mean, they preempt certain games and replace them with more competitive matchups in primetime slots. So I don't know why the MLB didn't consider this. Obviously, there was some sort of agreement between the teams that were playing in the game and the MLB to say, hey, don't screw us on this. You know, this is big for our fan base. This is big for our marketing team. We want to be able to go there Huge, and do there's this. so many people that want to watch a Cincinnati Reds game But right if they now. were there's good, they would If they were good, they would of people wanting to watch a Reds and game. And a lot of people were just watching it. I mean, a lot of the viewership was just based on the idea of, this is really cool that they're playing in the middle of nowhere awesome. in Iowa, and they're playing on the, you know, I mean, right across from the Field of Dreams field. So, the biggest thing that I took away from that was that they're not going back next Why? year. Why? Which is, I think, a terrible, Why? terrible call. I have no idea. What are you going to do? Just leave the field there and let it rot? You built this whole field, and now you're not going to send two teams back I mean, there. We know Rob Manfred is one of the biggest, uh, can I say, pussies on the planet on yeah. this podcast? Yeah, we know 100%. that. So yeah. but, uh, I'm frustrated with the field of dreams and Rob Manfred because you had the Mets playing the Phillies this weekend. You had the Yankees playing the Red Sox. I mean, you could have put those games there a few yeah. months ago. You could have looked at it as two, three months ago, changed the game. Listen, the Reds suck. The Cubs yeah. suck. Let's get a massive viewership game in there. And they failed yet again, Rob Manfred. He's a loser. I think, listen, you know, you had to go with two National League teams this year, obviously with the White Sox and Yankees last year, but there were much better options in the National much, League. Much, much, much. That's all the time we have today, Justin. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Mike Didino. I'm Justin Ellick. It was my pleasure. For more sports content, go to 77wabcradio.com, and we will smell you Monday.